0: And welcome back to Multifamily Live. Super excited to have you here. Today, we have the amazing Alan Lomax with us for Foundational Fridays. Foundational Fridays is all about searching in and digging in with real estate investors on how they started and what is the foundation of themselves and their businesses. So welcome to the show, Alan.
1: Well, aloha. Hey, Lee, and thank you so much for having me on your show. I am very honored uh, to be with you here today.
0: I am so honored to have you as well. We've been friends for a very long time, and I have been on your show not once, but twice now, and it's about time I got you on mine. So let's get started on some of that foundational work. Alan, who are you and why are you in real estate?
1: How far do you want to go back, Bailey? <laughs>
0: as far back as you want to go. Like, in fact, give us give us some of the journey leading up to your decision to get into real estate.
1: Well, um, <laughs> I was a very uh, very passive uh, child, whatever came my way was, was, was okay, I just, uh, just dealt with it the way it was. And I didn't have high ambitions. Uh, I went into adulthood, essentially the same way. I mean, by and large that I, um, I had dyslexia, and in uh, 70 years old, if you you look back to childhoods at 70 years old, when people had dyslexia, it wasn't diagnosed as uh, dyslexia. It was diagnosed as uh, as learning uh, as as a slow learner. That's that's what we were told. It was a learning disability. Uh, yeah, we were we were slow learners. In other words, we were mm-hmm. retarded, and so that label pretty much stuck with me, and uh, and even into high school and taking um, all of the tests that you take there in high school. My a uh, high school counselor suggested that I go into a uh, a, uh, a blue collar trade rather than uh, going on to college. Well, that wasn't what I wanted, so I did have the initiative to go to college. I did go to college, and uh, and got through my undergraduate degree, still feeling pretty inferior, inferior intellectually. And uh, I got married, and for fourteen years uh, had a very near do well. Uh, lifestyle. And uh, after 14 years, my wife uh, at the time had had it. And so she uh, departed. I thought that that was the worst day of my life. And uh, and in actuality, it was the most opening, opening experience of my life. And uh, it changed the whole trajectory of my life. And I started really taking responsibility for myself. I went back to graduate school, uh, got a uh, a master's degree in counseling, then went on to get a PhD uh, in uh, psychology. And uh, that took a tremendous amount of effort and it also took a very, very different mindset from what I had ever been uh, dealing with prior to that time. And it got me into a career that I loved and found extraordinarily fulfilling. And so I put a lot of my time, effort and energy into developing that career. Well, it was fun, it was exciting and I was making more money than I had ever made in my life and I felt like I was doing okay. But at the same time, I, uh, I wanted more. And so I, I started investing Uh, in real estate by the seat of my pants. I didn't study anything about real estate while I was uh, working at the University of Guam. I bought a piece of property in uh, in Durango, Colorado, and I built a home there. And I didn't know what I was doing there, but I was actually house hacking because I built the house so that I could rent out the main portion of the house and I could have essentially a mother-in-law suite to go to uh when i was back here in the states and uh that worked out fine and good and even when i b- moved back to the states i continued renting that out and having uh, a vacation place to go so i kept that for a number of years and then when i and moved back to the states i was uh, uh, working at texas a&m in, in kingsville which is down on the gulf coast and i i bought a mobile home to rehab and rehab that. And uh, actually uh, I I had actually purchased my home there and I sold it on seller financing. So I was, you know, I was learning things about uh, real estate but not reaching out to really any educational opportunities, just learning it by the seat of my pants. And then I moved to North Carolina. I purchased my, a single family home here. I broke it down into a triplex and uh, lived in a portion and rented out the other two. I had no idea this was house hacking at the time, but anyway, that's what I was doing. <laughs> and I also then purchased another single family home here and uh, broke it down into apartments. And I thought it was doing just really good. And in fact, in terms of my aspirations and what have you, I I had at that point in time, I had, a uh, million dollars uh, in equity, and this was before two thousand and eight. So two thousand and eight came along, and the whole world uh, changed. Uh, property eva- property valuations declined, and at the same time, I lost my job. And I here I am supposed to be a counselor, and I'm supposed to be dealing with people who are dealing with life uh, circumstances and what have you. And I couldn't deal with it. I went into extreme depression, I isolated, I didn't associate with anybody. And I stayed that way for uh, a number of years. And finally, I, I sold one of my properties and, uh, then I did, uh, I, I sold one of my properties and then bought another property and did a fix and flip and, and did quite well on the sale of the property. And I did quite well on the fix and flip. And then I thought, well, uh, this is good. I'm going to do some spec housing uh, development. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, I lost everything that I had uh, accumulated up to that point. Fell into another deep depression, um, piling humiliation on top of disappointment. and. uh, and even though I lost money in that deal, I had, I had partners in that deal, and I made them totally and completely whole. They got all of their capital back plus everything that I had agreed to. But it took me uh, some years to, to pay that back uh, because I lost money on that. And then I started educating myself. and I started realizing that the way to develop wealth in real estate is through multifamily, uh, investing. And, uh, so I started reaching out to other, uh, not only educational opportunities, but reaching out to other people and primarily reaching out, uh, through, uh, my podcast, which I started in 2020, uh, at the same time that people were going down into lockdown and into isolation, which. Uh, I didn't know it at the time, but serendipitously, that was the best time in the world to start a podcast because people were isolating. And I I think Zoom started in 2008 or so, but nobody had ever heard of it. But suddenly, everybody was flocking uh, to Zoom so that they could connect with people. So it was a marvelous time to start the podcast, and I have uh, connected with... um, some 500 plus very successful real estate investors uh since 2020, uh you all being one of those. And uh then just this past uh was it April or June when we had multifamily life, I joined uh the seven figure uh, multifamily group and uh have been totally and completely energized and uh inspired, and it is actually exactly what I have needed to really get my career on track and going. So that's it. A long story. Hope it wasn't too long-winded.
0: That was not, I love See, this is what we're here for folks. You aren't here to hear me talk. You're here to hear my guest talk. You are here to hear Alan Lomax tell his story. And what an amazing story that is. And you started from childhood and I completely understand. We say like taboo words, like slow and retarded now and everybody goes, (gasps) but those were words I grew up with too. I'm slightly dyslexic. It took me a little while to learn how to read. Oh, it, took, yeah. it took me, it, it took, and forget yeah. about writing. <laughs> it, <laughs> my, my writing's still chicken scratch, like my grandmother yeah. likes to call it. Still chicken scratch. Exactly, yeah. But The thing is, like we have learned and grown from those things in our life that sought to take us down. Then your wife leaves you, then you start traveling, you find yourself again, you get some real estate, I'm kind of skipping through a lot of stuff, then you lose it all because you got into something that you didn't quite understand because you were following and Forgive me if I'm wrong, you were following this path of, ooh, real estate, let me jump into it, I did good. Ooh, real estate, let me jump into it, I did good. So you saw this other real estate, shiny object, spec housing, you jumped into it, and all of a sudden it didn't work. Tell me about your mindset at that point, because that happens to a lot of investors. How? So what happened, and how did you pick yourself back up?
1: How did I pick myself back up? well I, I picked myself up through uh through gratitude uh and it was just like uh, and i mean i also took responsibility i mean it's like mm-hmm. i really screwed this up <laughs> you know? yeah. i made a really big mess here and i did it because not because i'm ignorant but i did it because i i had no education I didn't take advantage of the educational opportunities that were out there to educate myself before jumping into this uh, endeavor. So I, so I took complete and total responsibility on that. And then the, the way I came out of the depression was that was, was through gratitude. And I started a gratitude journal. I started this process of, of uh, three good things each and every day and i end my i continue to end my days with with three good things no matter what happens i find three good things within every day that i can celebrate and i can uh, appreciate and so with that i mean it wasn't instantaneously that i ran out and oh i've got a gratitude journal and i appreciate three good things that happen every day i'm going to start a podcast actually it was it was uh an elongated process, it was probably two years uh, that it really took to, to, uh, to get educated to, to, uh, to get myself motivated, and to go out there and start that podcast. You know, I, I mean, I knew a lot of people were, you know, they said networking is key, you have to network and you have to start getting around people to do that. Well, for me, uh, I, I was part of a CREA organization, a real estate investors association here, and I did attend that to some degree. It wasn't particularly beneficial, but the the idea of me going to uh, these uh, conferences and what have you, I, I mean, that, that was a ludicrous idea for me uh, because it would, Never work for me. I mean, you, you know, we have to know ourselves. And uh-huh. <laughs> but the idea of the podcast came to me because I was listening to podcasting and going, and I go, I can do that because I can relate to people on a one-on-one environment that uh, that is totally different than at a conference. Where at a conference, uh, I mean. You know, part of dyslexia is that, that ability to be able to, to focus. It's a, an aspect of ADHD, you know. And so at conferences, a, a person can be standing in front of me, but I cannot focus upon what that person is saying to me because there's just so much distraction there. But I said, I can do that in a podcast. I can connect with people on a very personal and one-on-one basis in my podcast. And so that's why I started the podcast. I'm going, I can connect with people that way.
0: And what an amazing podcast it is. How do we find your podcast? What is it called?
1: It is called Real Estate Investing Abundance. And you can find it on any uh, podcast app. You can go to YouTube and you can find it there. You can go to my website, com and click on the podcast link
0: awesome so i want to ask you a few more questions one being the word focus you know that is a huge that is a huge word for me focus 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 it probably comes stems from my childhood as well where i could not focus i was always shiny objects jump from this thing to that thing Um, now i'm very cautious when it comes to getting into new ventures so why and you said this multifamily is the way you're going to go it's where you're going to live. That's where you're going to work. That's where that's where the money lies. Why is your focus multifamily?
1: Well, because of of the economy of scale that just doesn't exist. In, um in uh, in single family, I mean, I, I, you could probably do the economy of scale with uh, with hospitality and uh, industrial. Um, but uh, but I you know I've had the experience in multifamily I had uh, you know my my rentals uh, be, besides my own rentals I forgot the one thing I I did own a small mobile home park as well so I I'm familiar with multifamily and I've done enough things like jumping from things that I know absolutely nothing about and uh, and multifamily is something I know. The other thing about it is, we know that multifamily uh, is one of the more re- re, uh, recession-resistant uh, real estate uh, vehicles out there. And uh, then, of course, the the other thing is is that the demand for housing is greater than it has been in in twenty years, and and that demand is is projected to just continue to grow because. New housing uh, developments are not coming on to the degree to fill that demand. And even if there are new housing projects coming on, the cost of housing has been placed out of reach of of the middle class at this point in time. Not only housing costs, but the the interest rate uh, increases have put that option of owning a single family home out of reach of so many, many uh, Americans. And so the demand for multifamily is, uh, is greater than it's been in 20 years. And it is, I don't see that changing for probably another 10 years at least. So those are reasons.
0: Okay. So I have a couple more questions. One being, when I invited you to the podcast, you suggested the title, 70 is the new 40. Why is that? Unpack that for me.
1: Well, I'm uh, I'm over 70. And when I started the mm-hmm. podcast, I actually was uh, 70. and uh, And many people I know who are 70 years old have decided that living on a fixed income is quite a right with them. Actually, another story here, you know, through all of these depressions and what have you, I did, uh, I did see a counselor He's a good counselor and I appreciate him and I appreciate what he was trying to do. But he was he was I was telling him, you know, my angst. I don't want to live on a fixed income. That is not okay with me. And he goes, well, you know, at our age, we really and a lot of people are just coming to terms with this, and they're finding fulfillment and joy and satisfaction. And I'm going, I could do that. <laughs> I don't, but I told him explicitly, I do not want to do that. <laughs> and and I did continue with him a little bit longer, but I eventually uh, left that and going. I want more than that. I want a whole lot more than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And- uh,
0: Speak to that whole lot more. How, how are you reinventing yourself? Because you've done it so many times over the course of your life. Talk about that more then. What do you want? What's the future look like for Alan Lomax? What does
1: the future look like? Well. Real estate investing is a means to an end. I have always had a passion for horses, and as I have worked with horses over the years, my attitude towards horses has changed considerably from uh, seeing horses as something that I can use for my pleasure to realizing that horses are actually beings with their own will and their own desires and coming to a point and place where I Really, really respect that. I mean, we all know the word, the term no means no, and we know exactly what that means. But when you start working with horses and you respect that no means no, that totally and completely changes your relationship with that horse and with horses. So my ultimate goal is a foundation where uh, horses and people can come together and uh and learn from one another essentially but people can learn how to connect with the natural world which when we live in this ultra technology world we forget that that we are nurtured by mother nature and that is where we come from and that is where we'll always come from and so a way to get back to that is through connecting with horses because they are part of nature and they also have this capacity to stay in the present moment. They're not totally completely there either any more than humans, but they spend a whole lot more time there than we as humans do. And so they have a powerful, uh, educational process that we can learn from to learn how to be present in the present moment there. So that's the ultimate goal. That's where I'm going with this.
0: That is an amazing goal. And I wish you luck with your foundation. And I love how that segues into the the title of your group, Steed Talker Capital. Talk to us a little bit about that and how people can reach you if they want to invest with you.
1: Well, Steed Talker Capital, uh, in thinking of a name for my organization, Um, I certainly wanted something that would describe what it is that I'm doing and we're working with capital and multifamily investing. And then a lot of things that that we associate with the horse are, you know, power and strength, um, agility and speed, and all of those things are things that we want to bring into our businesses. And when I was looking for names, so I went out to the internet and I found... Uh, Equus Financial, uh, Steed, uh, Realty Steed Financial, and so on and so forth. So it's not an unusual name for uh, a financial business. And it it, it speaks to my passion and uh, and it supports uh, the power and the strength that I want to develop within uh, my company and my my capital uh, raising business there. And so people can get in touch with me at steedtalker.com i just launched a webinar so you can go to steedtalker.com forward slash webinar and you can learn more about me you can learn more about uh, particularly uh, passive investing and uh, my focus is certainly working with other professionals that's my background professionals who are fulfilled and happy in the work of their calling, uh, but have come to realize that uh, changing, exchanging time for money is no way to uh, develop wealth. And so in the webinar, we're going to be uh, talking about how to hedge against inflation, how to use uh, real estate to reduce your tax liability, how to um, how to uh, diversify uh, your investment portfolio, We'll also be talking about things that you should be avoiding and believe you me, I know a whole lot about things that you should be avoiding. And so, yeah, go to com forward slash webinar and uh, register for that webinar.
0: Fantastic. One more question before I let you go. If there was, one thing that you could tell my listeners who are either getting into multifamily, just starting, or maybe they have a few few units on, under their belt and they are thinking about getting into that next bright and shiny object, jumping out of multifamily or jumping out of anything that they're currently doing. What's some advice you'd like to give to them on focus?
1: <laughs> Don't jump out of multifamily. Uh, it is...
0: <laughs> it
1: is uh, a it's a place where everybody can go to develop their wealth whether you're a passive investor or whether you really want to get in it as an active investor there's no reason to jump out of that uh, and uh, stay with it uh, and uh, there's certainly going to be challenges and difficulties in that but like we've been talking about focus and stay with uh, the multifamily journey. And you'll be glad you did.
0: Amazing. Thank you so very much, Alan. And thank you to everyone who showed up for themselves today, came into the podcast to listen, to learn and to educate themselves to take the next step forward in their journey. I appreciate you so much. Aloha, so much love, so much peace in your day. And if you loved what you heard, please rate, review and subscribe. It would mean the world to me. Aloha.
1: Aloha. Thank you.